thank you for joining me for another episode of my podcast, USNA Mid Moms and More. Based on my book, A USNA Moms Journal, Plebe Summer Through Commissioning and Beyond What You Need to Know, my podcast and my blog offer information to equip and empower parents to navigate the USNA journey successfully. You can find my blog at usnamidmomsandmore.org. You will also find useful links and information, Life at Navy, about the four years at the Naval Academy and what to expect, and so much more. And tonight, I have a very special guest. She's a USNA grad, a wonderful artist. I'm sure you've seen her work throughout the, the yard and at the mid-store. And I'd like to welcome Kristen Chronic. Kristen, I'm so happy that you're here with me for this podcast episode. I have admired your artwork at the mid-store and around the yard for such a long time. As a matter of fact, I have your note cards. And and I just think it's just a beautiful and, of course, Navy-inspired, specifically USNA. And so I appreciate that so much. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your USNA story. And we'll keep going with the conversation. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. First, I am a 2011 graduate of USNA. I was in 24th Company. At the Academy, I studied naval architecture, so ship design, and I swam for about a year, and I was I kind of just wasn't into it anymore. So I stopped, ended up meeting my now husband. So we actually were one of those that got married right after graduation, and it was it's it was great for us. We both served as surface warfare officers for six years. And we didn't think we would stay in the ship life forever just because it's pretty hard. Um, We had our first child on shore duty, so right around five years active. Um, I assumed that I would stay active and actually he would get out. I was going to be an engineering duty officer. Mm -hmm. It was just one of those things when I had my daughter, I realized in the moment, basically, like basically right when I got home from the hospital, I was, this isn't what I want to do anymore. And um, so I ended up resigning on maternity leave and it's about a nine month process to get out. So Mm -hmm. um, it was an amazing experience. I deployed twice, um, once to the Middle East on a destroyer and then once in South America on the USNS Comfort. Definitely an amazing experience. So glad I did it. So for the parents that might not know what the Comfort is, can you just give them a brief overview of what that ship does? Oh, yes. It's a um, hospital ship. It's actually a USNS ship, not a USS ship. So it's actually run by civilian mariners. So as military personnel, we were actually just on board helping plan the mission, but we were not responsible for driving. So I actually, I thought that was quite fun. I just got to enjoy the ride um, and and plan the mission. So um, it's a hospital ship that often will do crisis response. So, you know, if there's an earthquake or a hurricane that brings devastation, they can quickly deploy military and civilian doctors to help. Um, the mission that we did is called Continuing Promise. And it's it's a mission that's gone off and on for a couple of times. It's, I did it in 2015, but it's not the first and it wasn't the last, I don't think, time they did it. Basically, it's more humanitarian focused and diplomatic focused. So we would plan. It wasn't an emergency. It wasn't a crisis. We went to like 12 or 13 different countries, moored off, you know, either moored on a pier or anchored off mm-hmm. and um, teamed up with local countries and their medical teams to help provide care, but to really, really reinforce the host country's medical 
teams. So the goal of the mission was to encourage a friendship with the United States, but to also help the citizens feel confident about their own care that they get to. So we made sure that like the countries were facing first. So it was a really cool mission. I got to help plan oh. it and and um, do a lot of the diplomatic relationship stuff, which was fun. That sounds so worthwhile and so rewarding. So cool. It was so cool. <laughs> and that's one of the things I recently did in a podcast with Grant Vermeer. And that's one of the things that we talked about is that naval officers are really kind of like ambassadors because mm-hmm. they go to uh, other countries and they deal and they interact with politicians. They interact, you know, in a diplomatic way. So really lucky. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and and naval officers just have to be well-rounded and they have to be aware Mm -hmm. of culture. So what a cool opportunity for you. It was so Um, fun. Yeah. And so you met your husband at USNA. You got out after six years. Looking back, what are some of your fondest memories at the Naval Academy? Of the Academy? Mm -hmm. I've painted a lot of them. Um, (laughs) I, I, I really, one of the, I mentioned how I was a swimmer and then I had to quit swimming. I really enjoy just being a midshipman. I know that sounds kind of crazy because it's at times miserable, but I enjoyed the camaraderie and being a part of a team and a unit. And even if it was sometimes just like the the collective team is just embracing the suck. We're waking up at 2 a.m. to go mm-hmm. to a football game and it's cold. Like There's still something about that that was so unifying that... I always enjoyed being there and just being around this place that was kind of incredible. Like the things that happened there. I mean, I remember just a, a Middle East peace conference happening and, or like in these like dignitaries wow. and four stars. Just, just like, this is crazy. This is where I go to school. The world's happening here. I, I feel like that was it. It was, yeah. It, and it's beautiful. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. The view of the river and all the historic buildings really and monuments so (laughs) as you were walking around the yard as a midshipman did you have any vision that you would be painting these beautiful buildings I mean you're a naval architecture so obviously you have an artful eye I think they are creative anyway so what what were you thinking I oh I'm so glad you asked I always loved making art and I I chose the Navy over art school because it was now or never. I had that calling, you know, all those things that I'm sure is familiar to parents and midshipmen. I knew art could, could be something that happened alongside this or after this, but it didn't have to take the priority that Navy did. It's just always something I've really loved was art in, in any form. And when I was in junior or senior, I came across these photos by Pete Souza. He, um, at the time, he was a photographer, like kind of a journalistic photographer. He ended up becoming um, Obama's official photographer. So he ended up becoming like a lot, like very big. But at the time, he had this series of photos about Pleep Summer. He basically had followed around a company. And this was before social media, the way it is today. Like there wasn't that like ex- access to those things the way they are now. Right. And I remember this book, but apparently we found this book at the mid-store Annapolis or somewhere. And I, I just remember like really connecting with the photos and it helped me. Like I didn't, I hadn't very minimal military in my, my family. My grandfather was enlisted, but that was it. And I kind of very quickly after Plume Summer started, I was like, one day I'm going to come back and tell this story with paint. This is a photographer. I'm going to do it in my way because, you know, mm-hmm. it's always a little bit different. And I remember it was like the 
It's one morning of Plebe summer, and we had this practice parade. It was like six in the morning. It was muggy. You know, <laughs> it's disgusting outside. You're in our white works, and the sun was rising behind us. And I remember just like, oh my gosh, like there's the shadows of the people of, of us in front of us. So, you know, yeah. the people ahead of me had this like weird pattern of shadows in their back, and it was like head, rifle, head, rifle, head, rifle. And I was like, gosh, I wish I could just like stop right now and, and paint this picture. Couldn't because I was a plebe. <laughs> um, as I just progressed through it, those those little moments would happen, and you know, it was like I've written this before. Like I remember the deep viridian green and on um, stripping walk at dusk whenever we're marching back from practice parade, and the fireflies are kind of flickering, and there was oh, yeah. just like this image. These images would just be like this. Like I, this needs to be told. This needs to be shared. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't something I actively started till I actually got out and I, I learned how to paint as kind of a grounding practice and something that just made me happy when I was in the military. And then when I ended up getting out after I had my son, my second, I was like, it's now or never. We had actually connected with a family whose son graduated in 2021. Mm-hmm. And um, I had just really connected with this family and this mom and just watching her go through the experience from my perspective now where I'm like, I'm you know, I'm not, I'm not connected anymore. Like I'm out of this whole thing. It, it was like, that was the impetus I needed to start. It was like, just to see Margaret go through this. I was like, okay, this needs to be done. Like now's the time. When you are looking for ideas, or I don't know if you look for ideas or if they just come to you, like you mentioned, like different memories or visions of, of the shadows of the, you know, heads and rifles on, on people's mm-hmm. backs or, uh, maybe a beautiful view of the Severn. Like how do you, do you go out looking for something to paint or does it come to you or is it a mixture of both? Probably a mixture of both. I knew when I began the project, I'd one day want to turn it into a book because that was the medium in which I had consumed Pete Seuss's photographs. And there was something about like sitting in a comfortable place and holding a piece of art that I really liked the idea of. So I knew that I wanted it to carry some kind of narrative. I started it with kind of dividing it into series based off of ideas. The first one I did was a series of watercolor and that was more like I had an infinite home with me. It was easy to do watercolor with him because it was simpler. I could do it in the kitchen and have all this. I usually paint in oil. I knew that I would one day want to kind of cover the spectrum. So how I would divide that up was like, I'm jury's still out. How are we going to do this? And I think I started, I can't remember the first, I think I started with winter because that just was the most accessible. I think I had actually photos of that one. I was like, I want to do this. It's beautiful. And then from memory, but you also paint from images. Both. Yeah. I, it's a mixture of both. I actually live in Florida, so it's actually very challenging. And that was part of the process of doing this was Sometimes I would mine my own photographs that, yeah, we didn't really have smartphones then, so they're not good. Um, sometimes I would go visit and take photographs, and sometimes I'd just have to make it up and figure out what it could look like and okay. Um, be okay with the outcome. So yeah, the series had continued. I think I did one called Colors, and so everything had a flag in it, and that was a fun like challenge to see how many different ways I could sneak in some of these pictures. <laughs> one was called Granite and Brass, and that was just about the architecture of the yard. And then I kind of think there was a couple more, Annapolis at Night. Then I started branching out into seasons and kind of looking more at midshipman life during the seasons. When I look at your artwork, it makes me happy. And of course, tell any Navy parent that, you know, or you show them an anchor or anything having to do do with the yard and, you know, our heart is full. But for me, your artwork just brings me joy. 
Thank and you. It connects me to to my kids' journey in a way because I get to kind of peek. It makes me so happy to hear. That was, I mean, in part why I did it. Like I wanted to process this, but I also wanted to communicate. Like at the time as a midshipman, I couldn't articulate what was happening really. You're so overwhelmed. Right. Yes. And I was like, if this, this was like my way of telling my own parents, like, here's what happened. Like, here's what I couldn't tell you then because I was too busy. Like, so the fact that you got that from that makes me feel like it did its job. Yay. Well, I'm glad. (laughs) So when, when you're looking at how to compose a picture, does it come to you or like, do you have a plan beforehand? I know some of it looks like it's maybe palette work or like more textured and some is like smoother. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. So Um, how do you decide? (laughs) Have you planned it out? Is this what I'm going to do? Or is it happening in the moment and the brush is hitting the canvas? Such a great, great, such a great question. So in this, in this particular series of paintings, I actually also paint just under my name. It has nothing to do with the military. Um, but in Isolan Stribling, which is the, the alias that I came up with to paint under, right? I think at this point, I, I kind of lost count after a while. I think we're up to like 160 paintings or so, maybe more. And they started, the earliest ones that are now like out there started in 2018, 2019. And so for me, it was as much of learning how to paint as it was telling a story. Mm-hmm. And I had very intentionally studied before I started for about five years, just to kind of like, and I, I had some breakthrough moments. I had an opportunity to paint and study with someone one-on-one for about a year, which really helped. But still, it's a matter of developing your voice in your hand and kind of learning and trying things. And so sometimes a painting is like, I just wanted to try this palette. I wanted to try this approach. And and sometimes I would go into it knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Like this is, I've tried so many different things. I know this is going to work great. Sometimes it doesn't work great. And it's a matter <laughs> of like, how do we save it? Or we don't, I mean, I'll wipe it out and start over. Oh no. So I don't know. It's, I, I'll probably, I would, uh, starting off, I probably wiped out half of what I did. Now it's probably more like 10, 20%, but it's sometimes it's a plan. Sometimes I, I'm very intuitive when I paint, but it's because I just like to try things and curiosity is a major driver. So, um, okay. and it always has been, I think it always will be. So I'm always trying something new. So usually <laughs> that's what it is like, oh, how can we, how can we solve this problem with minimal brush strokes? Or how can we try it with this one color, you know, just to see what would happen. What has been your favorite, or do you have a favorite part of the yard or building or monument mm. or part of midshipman life that's your favorite to paint? Okay. Um, yes, I do. I have two. Um, I absolutely love the way the light interacts on Stribling Walk um, between like the trees and the dappling yeah. and the atmosphere and the way Bancroft kind of turns bluish purple in the, in the distance, like oh, a sucker for it. And then I really love midshipman life, but like walking, like kind of these like impressionists, just like people walking and these like faceless forms. I, I love them. I could paint that one all day long. <laughs> I, I think I could look at them all day long. So. <laughs> I've seen that you have like prints, you have cards. Um, you also came out with a new book. I have your, I personally purchased your note cards as soon as I saw the cover, I think, or something to do mm-hmm. with leaves. And I was like, oh, I've got it. <laughs> so I have those and I do actually do use those. How do you think of new products? It was initially only paintings and then... I um, started to realize that it's always fun to have these little gifts and these things that kind of celebrate community and celebrate these little milestones in some way. And so it's kind of turned into things that are fun to make, like cards and puzzles and calendars and things like that, too. So 
That's, that's always great to have a different option for people to give a gift. And like I mentioned, I have your cards. So now I'll have to go look at the puzzles when I'm at the midsummer. <laughs> the puzzles are, I'm having two new ones. We actually have them. I just haven't like photographed them yet. So okay. um, they haven't been released yet, but they'll be coming. <laughs> and tell us about your new book, because I was at the midsummer for a book signing for my book, A USNA Mom's Journal. And I saw it on the uh, display there and I was leafing through it and it's beautiful. Thank you. Well, as I mentioned before, that was my goal of the project was to turn it into a book. So I wanted it to be something that had a story to it and a narrative. So it's got painting and prose, but not much. It's I wanted to feel like these little bite-sized windows of just like these glimpses and these moments. And I wanted it to express a story that any midshipman could relate to in some way. So I, I mostly left like varsity sports out of it, things that are super specific. I tried to stay away from for this purpose and stick to these moments that were relatable. And so the book tries to capture that where there's not a painting, I may insert a story or some um, prose that just like speaks to what's happening. But um, I, I took the focus kind of on the, the transformation itself. I, I've been asked to, to paint sometimes the fleet experience. And I'm like, there's something about the USNA one that I just find captivating. And I think what it is, it's like this coming of age experience. It's this journey of transformation. This high schooler or, you know, maybe prior enlisted, but most of them are high schoolers come in and, and they come out as an officer. I'm like, what happens in that four years? Like that is yeah. a fascinating transformation. And so that's what I wanted to kind of lean into was was that in those moments. And I initially had tried to keep my own experience out of it because I didn't want it to be about me. It's about a midshipman's journey, not mine. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, halfway through painting, I realized it was actually completely impossible for me to paint and not consider my own perspective. Like I ultimately I'm the one painting. And so every so often I allow a personal detail to come out, but it's more, I do it more as an invitation for the reader or the viewer to reflect on their own experience. That's what it is. Yeah. That's so impressive that you had this vision from the very beginning that what drew you to this Naval Academy art or Naval Academy as the object of your art were actually images in a book and that your vision was to create this book of your art, I guess, in a way and tell your journey in that way. And I think I can safely say that your art really does portray, even though it's from your perspective, it really does portray the midshipman journey in general. Yeah, uh, I look at your art and I see my kids, honestly, you know, like I see that's my goal. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's awesome. So your latest book is called, can you tell us the title you mentioned a little bit of what it's about? And where is it available? Oh, sure. Um, so it's called a midshipman's journey. Okay. And the tagline, plead to officer at the United States Naval Academy through a graduate's eyes and painter's brush. It is a coffee table book. So I think I forgot to mention that before. So it's not, it's not like a chapter book. It's not super dense of words. It's, it's okay. a coffee table book of images with some prose that um, just speaks to that midshipman transformation, that midshipman's journey. Um, I kind of had pictured it being for three people. The first would be for a graduate or a midshipman um, to find connection with their story. And, you know, it's this piece of nostalgia. Um, the second would be for 
a perspective midshipman, just like I was when I made this decision to do this and to help in some way, like inspire or prepare. And then the last group would be for family members and loved ones who may have watched this from just on the outside where you're intimate, you're familiar with the experience, but like there's this, like, you're still having to be slightly outside that wall, you know, and so I, I wanted to share this story in a more personal way that kind of alludes to the human moments. You're speaking about the journey from a midshipman's point of view and how midshipmen, prospective midshipmen families relate to or how the artwork speaks to them as far as the journey at USNA. Have you gotten any feedback from alumni? Like what do alumni say? Because it has to jog memories. I hope so. Yeah, I've I've heard from some. When they reach out, they're always so sweet to let me know. It's it's sometimes hard in a digital age to actually talk about things because there's this computer mm-hmm. between us. But right. when I've had the opportunity to do like a book signing and meet people one-on-one or face-to-face, having the opportunity to kind of hear um, has been pretty cool. So in general, the alumni groups that have connected with it have been just really encouraging. And I love to hear their stories and their perspectives too. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're like funny or kind of snarky. And I'm like, I'm like, I'll hear for it. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I have, I have one of those at home. My dad is <laughs> as a midshipman, you were already walking through the yard envisioning this work, or there were certain aspects of the there are stirrings. <laughs> yes, yeah, stirrings. So how about midshipmen that are at the Naval Academy now that are artistic, that have mm. that busy things? How can they uh, nurture that artistic side? Because obviously they don't have time, right? Yes, so they don't have time. What advice would you give them oh. to, to help nurture that artistic <sighs> That's such a good question. That makes me smile. It's not like I was painting every single day when I was at the academy. There's no way. And and it's kind of impossible active duty as well, unless you're in a unique situation. The military has got other things going on, right? There, it's a very STEM focused, or even like politically focused entity. It's not, it's not an arts organization, so right. you're not going to get a lot of encouragement necessarily from the military that this is something that's worth your energy and your time. And right. I know I had felt that this, the need to hide it for a, a lot. Like, I mean, people kind of knew that I liked art. Like, I did a lot of boards as a youngster, plebe, you know, but. I didn't really let on to how much I really loved it because I just didn't seem like it was something that was important. But now that I'm living in this world more, I can see really the value that the arts provide society as a whole. And so if there is that interest that's like there, just because you're not in a place that maybe is really into it doesn't mean that it's not important and that you can you can find ways to explore those curiosities and still serve and still serve well. I mean, there's so many resources now that you can read books and just just consume information and try things and keep sketchbooks or iPad drawings or whatever it is, write songs. My husband got me an iPad because I like to sketch. And the pen is really cool, like the way that you yeah. just draw and even shadow and would maybe uh like a sketchbook and yeah i think quiet moment just did you ever do that did you ever like just sit down and oh yeah i i pretty much always have sketchbooks and i always did um i didn't necessarily keep it as like as much as i do now when i was a midshipman but i think i pretty much always brought something to draw on like 
it was there. It was either my desk or I brought it on summer cruise. Like there was always something that was there, but I like drawing. If someone else has a different thing, maybe it's music, maybe it's whatever, comedy. I teach art now at a local university, which is so funny because I didn't actually go to art school myself, but I'm with college age students a lot who are learning art. Something I tell them too, I'm like, it's just a matter of doing it and showing up, but like also enjoying the process, but not putting too much pressure on it. And like even just find something achievable. Maybe it's 10 minutes a month, like make it that small. But if you can continue to just revisit it, to just keep doing it. And even if it's, even if it's just a little bit, don't stop doing it. Um, One day, you know, one day you might find there is time and then it's, it's waiting for you. So keep the dream alive. (laughs) Definitely. For the female midshipmen and and officers, do you have any advice in particular? It's a very male-dominated field, um, which is going to bring unique challenges. So I think that's like maybe the advice is is to find those people who are, we call them like SWO mamas or sea mamas, and, you know, find those people that can um, be mentors and, and help be guidance that are in your vicinity that can help respond. I mean, I'm thinking back to maybe some instances that I'm like, gosh, like I wish I had had maybe someone who, a female who could have like guided me through that better um, or I could have stuck up for myself a little bit better. So that, maybe that's it. Yeah. Like to rely on the people around you and to really nurture those relationships because they can that's be great really great. To, are you going to have a book, another book signing anytime soon? Yes. I'll be back up to the midshipman store on December 8th mm-hmm. and right before it's like the Friday before army Navy. Okay. And I'm trying to think of maybe doing something else around that time that we can do okay. maybe in town. That's kind of like creative and fun. So, so. What is your website that easel on stribbling fans can <laughs> go and find out the latest and greatest and yeah. see what you're up to? So I, my website's easelonstribbling.com. So E-A-S-E-L-O-N-S-T-R-I-B-L-I-N-G, named after Stribbling Walk. And the book actually has a website too. It's called amidshipmansjourney.com. Okay. And I also, I kind of, I kind of like Instagram. So usually I'll kind of share what I'm working on in my stories. So you have to kind of click on there and see it. I don't always post it. But if you ever want to like know what's happening behind the scenes, I'll usually share things in my Instagram stories. And I'm just at Easel on Stribbling. Oh, very cool. Okay. At Easel on Stribbling. And where are your items available? Mostly the mid-store. So the mid-store carries my book and various prints and products. Um, they're amazing. Hopefully the Visitor Center soon. The Old Fox Books has oh, yes. has had the book that. a couple of times. They're so cool. Have you ever been outside? A little like, there's like these yes. secret tables in the back. In the back. Okay, so that was my kids' favorite hangout. They would go on, on Saturday during Liberty. They would just go and grab coffee and they grab a book and they, because they're readers and they would just sit there and way of relaxing was to read and they'd go out and read in the, in the back garden. They just grab one of the comfy chairs and just read in, in the reading room and yeah, that place and their coffee. Love it. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. They have your book. Do they have gift items too? 
Um, just my book. My book only came out in June. So they had it in June. And then when I was back up there, we restocked. So I'll double check in December. And then um, the cottage on Maine, um, such a sweet store too. They also have been carrying the books. So those are the three places in Annapolis. Um, But I'm hoping I really want to lean into like the the cute shops more because that's like this, you know, I love, I love walking in them myself to get a gift for somebody. So that's something that's kind of like my big dream on the next for the next step is to kind of be in a few more of those and kind of cultivate those relationships that way when you go visit you can get something because right now it's mostly online but you know it's special to be able to walk into a place especially now that we can again yes of course (laughs) feels so good (laughs) so I have another question for you my oldest and I were chatting and he has a lot on his plate because he has this incredible job he I can actually work remotely and he's in in the field that he studied at the Naval Academy. And he's also like writing screenplays and producing little short films. Cool. Artistic. He's he writes music and he's pursuing his master's degree. So he's got like a thousand plates in the air. Love it. <laughs> so I asked him, like, how was the Naval Academy helpful to you or the Navy helpful to you in being able to manage all these projects at the same time? And he said, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're the, at the Naval Academy. And when you're out on the fleet, you have 10 things to do and you have to track all the details for all of them. You have to stay organized. You have to prioritize and yeah. you have to make sure that everything gets done and then that you're supporting your people so that they can help you get it done or you're helping them to get whatever it is that needs to yeah. get. So my question to you is... You're a busy mom, you're a busy artist, you're a busy businesswoman and entrepreneur. How did the Navy train you to deal with all of these plates hanging around, (laughs) all of this being something zombie, right? Exactly that. Um, I I actually, my husband jokes because I had gotten out of the Navy when I had my second. I was like very early pregnant with him. Had a civilian job for a short stint. It was not a good fit. So I, I stayed at home. But I actually started two businesses. <laughs> like you can't, you can't just be still. And I'm like, I really can't. It's a yeah. problem. <laughs> and so um, I, I honestly, I, and maybe I'll be honest, probably staying busy away is a bit of a coping mechanism. So I've had to kind of learn how to like scale things back and be really aware of like now that I am a mother and these tiny humans need me and need me to be available. I have to kind of be careful and more protect that time more now. But yeah, I, I think the military, like the the point of well, there's many points, but one of the points of especially plebe summer and even plebe year is like you can't actually possibly do everything they give you to do. And so if there's like you you have to learn how to prioritize and to do what needs to be done and to do things efficiently and also accept when sometimes you may not and that's okay. <laughs> so I think that it's like almost I almost feel more comfortable and more plates are spinning if if they I start to stop spinning plates I get kind of nervous I'm like why are things <laughs> quiet? <laughs> Let's get start something new. I call them um, the storm. Yeah. <laughs> and then I regret adding that third one in there but yeah I think that that environment was super helpful in and juggling a lot of things it's now it's I feel like and I think this is most grads it's like you're normal you're like it's not happening that's what's going on let's, let's add a few things in there okay well that that's good so parents, <laughs> you know your kids are getting trained for real life at the naval, <laughs> the naval absolutely and then I had uh one of my final questions 
do you ever do custom or work like like do people ever ask you hey can you do this painting for me do you take yeah yeah during I had stopped for a little bit because I was just getting a little bit overwhelmed with requests and I had a lot of like work I want to do for this project um but now that the project's like out there I have more space for commission work there is info on my website about that and then I've also done every so often I'll do like illustration work as well so um I actually just connected with a mother who's a parents club um and she was like we I would love to do like cards that are kind of you know we can send them in shipment during the summer and even like they also have like west point air force and i was like i would love to expand into that and and to like do some more designs and sometimes there's just so many things i want to do all i need is someone to reach out and ask me to do it right, um, right. with like with like an intention in mind to kind of like get that on the higher list and then i'll do it you could do a series just popped into my head you could do a series of like military academy chapels like the air force chapel the usna chapel oh that's a great idea i don't know if they have a chapel at west point i don't really (laughs) their stuff but um and i don't know if merchant marine does that but that might be really interesting that would be cool yeah for sure that's a great idea yeah so i'm for you yeah there we go (laughs) how can people get in touch just uh, through your website Sure. Um, yes. Uh, website, there's a contact me form. I'm My email is hello at easelonstripling.com. Um, I check Instagram. I try to keep, I try to check it every day. Sometimes I don't. So all those are great ways to keep in touch. Okay. And I have an email list too. I know like everyone's got an email list, but um, we try to send people updates on like what's new, what we're making. My friend Audrey, she's a 14 grad. She helps me um, and she's got lots of great puns. So if you like puns, you can go ahead and sign up for our email list to get <laughs> get Audrey's humor. They're great. She's great. That's awesome. So <laughs> those are the lifetime relationships that we always talk about. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. My dad is like my, and, and I always mention this, but my dad is a 59 grad and over COVID I had the opportunity to do a zoom call with his company mates. So club 11 and oh my gosh, these, uh, it, first of all, it was funny watching these, uh, shall I say, more seasoned grads dealing with technology, right? Then when everything started working and they started talking, it's like not a day had gone by. And and mm. and they're like going on their 65th uh reunion, right? So That's amazing. So those are like the lifelong bonds that you form. Can you maybe talk a little bit about that? I mean, you mentioned that your friend is helping you with with part of your project. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Audrey helps out a ton. And we had connected. Actually, she was a plea when I graduated. We didn't know each other at the academy, but we connected. She had toured my when I was my first ship, she had toured my ship and I had given them a tour and um, mm-hmm. she grabbed my email. And Audrey is not on Instagram or anything. So she actually we were just email pen pals um, throughout all that time. She ended up her first ship was my first ship. I just I had left by then. So we, she was always like, what? Like, I just missed her. I just missed her. Um, oh. And then she recently got out. And so when she moved down, she she reached out and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, love you. But yeah, it's like. My my roommate's wonderful. I have obviously I married my my husband. <laughs> He's my company <laughs> mate, and I have another a couple other dear friends that um like one one was my company mate. Also, we were on the same ship together. Um, so there's just it's just these people that you, you're forged by fire, and you almost like trauma bond a little bit <laughs> over some of these experiences. And you know, in the moment, you understand each other, which is really really great. That's awesome. <laughs> Do any of your paintings have a special story? A lot of them do. 
out of about 150 paintings that I've done, um, 20 are part of the USA Museum's permanent collection. They're currently, as we're talking, living in a museum in Ohio, um, the National Veterans Memorial Museum. So if you're in Columbus, Ohio, are going to be before November, I highly recommend stopping by. It's a really cool museum, but it's going to go back to the U.S. today. So USA will keep the paintings. They've, they are owned by them now. And out of the 150 that I've done, those 20, it was, it was like this... I, I, I saved 20. I'm like, if I could tell the story, just 20 paintings, this is what it would be. So I've made a lot, but this is just the, those 20. Normally they're on the second deck of the museum. They, they've okay. been up there since 2021. Okay. Um, and they're moments big and small. Um, they're all in the book, but the, this one is in real life. So they're moments big and small that speak to this story. And there's, there's one, like we were talking about the social aspect and friends. And I wasn't always like, I didn't always have a really strong friend base when I was there. And there's one painting there and it's not my best painting I've ever done, but what it meant was the reason why I included it. And it's called outsiders and friends. And it's just a, a painting of the front of Bancroft with like three people walking towards it. You're in this dorm with 4,000 people. And I think everyone feels a little bit alone and everyone feels a little bit like a misfit in some way or kind of on the outside. But I think it's in that space that there's the potential for deep and meaningful connection and friendship. And I think that's whenever friendships are open and can start from that place and be like, Hey, like I'm an outsider too. Like let's be friends. And then all of a sudden you have these people that you can rely on. And the best that we could ever hope for is to do anything in our life and, and come out with, with friends. That's so true. That's so true. My oldest, his three roommates and him are just very, very, very close. I always tell parents that every midshipman will go through this at one point or another. But I remember my oldest in particular telling me, I don't belong here. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? You don't yeah, I, I mean, everybody's like so good at what they do. And I'm like, you're good at what you do. Yeah, but they're so much better. And I'm like, but that's because everybody's that good, right? But you belong there. The admissions committee saw your potential. You have proven that you can handle the workload. It may not be perfect. And it may, it may be spotted with some failures here and there, but that's part of the process. Um, so I think every midshipman at some point yeah. or another feels like they don't belong. And I think once you get to that point and you can accept it and move on, then as you said, you're yeah. kind of open to creating those bonds and those relationships. For sure. I mean, I found it to be a very lonely place at times. And it can be a place where you can very easily feel terrible about yourself because you're surrounded by people who are amazing. I was I was a pretty high achiever in high school. I would say like I'm a B plus A minus student in high school. Like I was always like, I don't really care that much about the A plus, but I was doing well enough. And then at Navy, I was very average and and that's okay. And there's there's something about that average experience that's okay. And to remember, like the point of this is to become an officer in the Navy and Marine Corps where you're in charge of people. And so to bring that humanity into leadership, that's only going to make you a better leader. Like, because you're going to have people under your care then who are going to be feeling those those things you are going to fail and and to experience them there in this laboratory of of strange experiences that is the United States Naval Academy then to be able to take that to leadership whenever there is more at stake there are people who depend on you in that that setting to be able to meet them with an element of empathy and humanity as well as leadership I think it's it's only good yes I I agree completely
thank you for that. You're welcome. Well, I I can't thank you enough for visiting with me uh, for this podcast episode a little while. It's so wonderful to get to meet you, to just have this conversation. And thank you so much for your beautiful art, for the work that you do, for inspiring us as parents, for connecting us to our children in their journey. And when I see your art, it's just very, very heartfelt. Uh, it it just you. brings me a lot of joy. So thank you for everything you do. And I hope to see you in person. Maybe we'll meet at a at a book signing or something at some point. But that would be awesome. Yeah. You're, <laughs> Actually, you're I just thought of one more thing for parents. Yes. Um, this was a project I did a couple of years ago. I think in 2020 or 2021. But I had made a journal. Um, as I was painting my experience, I was like, gosh, like I was unpacking mine one by one. I was like, this would be really good for other people to do. Um, and I had made a journal and it's still out there. But one use that I didn't expect out of it was actually parents would get it and it would be like, a, it would be guided questions. So you can kind of follow along and it's like kind of specific questions that you can ask um, that maybe the mid won't actually fill out themselves, but um, it could be a good tool. So I, I completely forgot about that as like something that could be a really good resource for parents. Okay, and where where can they find that? That's on my website and on Amazon. And so um, the book is called A Midshipman's Journey. The journal is called A Midshipman's Journal. Okay. <laughs> There's a theme with my names. There's a Naval Academy color. Yeah, I like to use yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you're going to have to come out with a fleet series too, I guess, at some point. I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. And of course, I always end my podcasts. Go Navy beat Army. So I'm going to say go Navy and you know what to say, I hope. Go Navy. Beat Army. All right. (laughs) 